1: today on CityCast Madison. Y'all, we've been trudging through these storms. I hope you've been able to get around town safely and stay warm inside. And speaking of heat, there are a few bills in the state capitol that may pass soon that could impact how you get your energy. One bill deals with electric vehicle charging stations and the other could decide who gets to power our state power grid into the future. We sat down with Tom Content, the executive director of the Citizens Utility Board, or CUB, to get us up to speed on these latest measures. It's Tuesday, January 16th. Happy birthday, Grandma. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Tom, hello.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Excited to chat with you, electrified. You could say...
0: (laughs) There you go. We're all energized today.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're all energized. And there's some energy in the state capitol. Your group, watchdogs Power Companies. And um, there are two bills at the state capitol that could affect us that are actively on the move. One that could make it easier to charge an electric vehicle in Wisconsin. What does this bill do?
0: Well, this bill actually is moving Wisconsin forward in terms of the ability to actually have more charging stations around the state because one of the big challenges with EVs is range anxiety, which is you want to make sure you can fill up uh, you have enough juice in your vehicle to get where you want to go, right? And we have charging stations in the urban area in you know, Madison, Milwaukee, and there are charging stations around the state, but there just aren't enough. And sometimes they're not all working, functioning at full capacity. So this bill uh, would allow Wisconsin to qualify for $78 million in federal funding. Uh, Wisconsin was one of only two states in the whole country uh, that, won't qualify for that funding unless this bill changes. So, and what it does is it allows, it, it changes it so that the person charging the vehicle, the, the electricity is, you're charged by the kilowatt hour, basically for how much energy you, you, you're putting into the vehicle, kind of like with gasoline as well, instead of just how much time you're spending at the charging station. So that's the key change in the bill.
1: Mhm. And so right now if you go to charge your electric vehicle you're paying for how long it takes not how much power you're actually using.
0: Exactly. And if you think about it if you have like a a Chevy Bolt which is really a small EV versus a Ford F150 Lightning which is a really big one, the amount of electricity needed to fill up those batteries is is different. Um and so it's not really this this is really more cost based and more more accurate way to charge people who are driving their EVs.
1: Yeah, and has MG&E and Madison already changed some of their chargers?
0: They're in the process of changing it already. They had a separate issue in their in their rate case at, at the Public Service Commission and so in that case MG&E was ch- proposing to change its stations, the one right on East Washington in downtown Madison, to cha- charge by the kilowatt hour. And so that's probably that's in process.
1: Yeah. And the Department of Transportation had plans to, you know, the hope is to get them on like I-94 and the major highways, right?
0: Exactly. So along the interstates to ensure that there's easy easy access and availability on the well-traveled corridors. So it's progress.
1: So I want to talk a little bit about like how it restricts governments um, because right now, I mean, it was part of the changes that... Um, it was like utilities can offer these, but also now it's it's like trying to help private businesses and and other folks be able to get in and, and add chargers. Is the thought?
0: Right, exactly, and so and so that there's a distinction between the, the level one and level two chargers and the level three chargers. So I think as the EV industry's evolved, you've seeing you're seeing a move toward faster charging, with, and that's what is the the, the really fast charge. Stations are these level threes. Level one and two are the kinds that are maybe would be uh, you know in your own garage at home would be a level one, and it's just a difference of how much how much energy and how fast the car or truck can be charged. And and often the the cities uh, the, the municipal stations uh, municipally owned charging stations that have been in place are the lower are the le- level one and two, and so there are provisions that kind of create some exemptions for that, but. Um, the, the Joint Finance Committee added one provision that is could be concerning because they're, required, they're not allowing any charging stations to charge for free. And one of the intentions was to enable, it, for instance, potentially charging stations at state parks to be available at no cost. But So that won't be allowed under the current version after the Joint Finance Committee passed an amendment. By and large, there's still some concerns with the bill, um, but overall, I think that the general consensus is let's... Let's uh, make progress where, where we can because there's this is this issue's been kind of talked about a lot and there's been no action for so long.
1: Yeah, definitely. We talked to Madison Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway, and she said that the city employees would like to be able to charge their cars when they're at work. They've got that infrastructure, for example. Um, the city has some solar power chargers to make their own power. Um, and there's kind of a question about would this impact that. Do you know? Right.
0: Well, I think the, the most recent version is that any charger going forward is going to have to be collecting taxes on, that, on the sales of that electricity, uh, excise taxes. So the question and the question that I'm still a little bit unclear in my mind is for charger, sta- charger stations that are already in existence, what, what the impact would be. But the Joint Finance Committee Amendment would basically require all chargers, no matter who owns them, to require what they're saying uh, is a quote unquote reasonable fee um, so no free charging. Um, and then uh, the charges would have to collect the, an excise tax. There may be some, some changes that the cities like Madison are going to have to sort through.
1: Yeah. Um, I saw that representative out of Whitefish Bay talking about the excise tax. It's, it's three cents per, is three cents per kilowatt hour. <laughs> <laughs> the new cents, measure. Go. Yeah, yeah. Um she was bringing forward a concern that basically that electric vehicles are are being overtaxed um because there's going to be that added to, you know, the fast charging stations you mentioned. There's a one, a two and a three and the third one is the one that is kind of the fastest and also the one that they're going to make that change on um she was saying like okay the electric vehicle owners are going to get taxed that three cents and then also it's it's more expensive to register an electric vehicle did you hear anything about that
0: that is one concern that electric vehicle owners have have expressed um is that they're already being charged extra in lieu of the r- road tax because the road tax the gas tax is attached to gasoline so they're they're being charged extra in that way um long term i think that they should try to work out a solution on this. If the excise tax on charging uh, continues in place, then there's no no real need for the, the higher registration fees going forward. And that could be a change to work on down the road to kind of even it out.
1: There's one question that that's kind of boggling me, which is, I guess I'm curious, why would the state want to ban itself from running a charging station if it wanted to?
0: So the concern that's been raised in the Republican Majority Caucus is whether cities should be in the business of competing against the private sector in terms of owning the uh, operating these charging stations. Um, and that was a concern that held up the bill two years ago. Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce had opposed the bill for that reason the last time around. Um, but this time around the even the federal funding says that a city or municipality can own the charging station but they can't operate it so they have to work with the private sector to, to make it happen if it's going to be selling electricity to the public because that's in the fe- in the kind of the federal policy now that k- kind of addresses some of those concerns um, but at the same time now you're seeing this new proposal from joint finance where there is a going to be you know a requirement to collect the taxes, even if it's municipally owned.
1: And so it, it feels like this has pretty broad support. Do you, what kind of, you know, before we talk about the other bill, what kind of last thoughts do you have in terms of like outlook and, you know, this, the long-term impacts?
0: I think overall, this has large support. I think the consensus is let's get something, let's get something on the book so we, Wisconsin's not left behind. Um, on terms of being able to build out this interstate vision. I know uh, Governor Everner's and other Midwest states have really announced a vision for an Upper Great Lakes or Midwest um, EV corridor where people along the interstates won't, won't have to think twice about whether they're going to be able to charge or, uh, and, or find a place to charge their vehicles and keep going along their destinations.
1: And I'm also really curious in terms of our neighbors how are we doing because you said we we were in a situation a second ago where we would have been one or two states that would have lost out on this funding if we weren't making the change that's in process.
0: Right, exactly. And even even last week the the Biden administration announced a whole host of EV charging funding for local communities around the country. And uh, both Madison and the Madison and Milwaukee areas were vying for some of that funding um, and did not get any in this in this round of funding. And um, one of the thought processes is, is it's because Wisconsin is already you know behind uh, in terms of not having resolved this one this one problem about charging by the kilowatt hour. Um, it was just I believe Nebraska and Wisconsin were the only ones that hadn't hadn't resolved this, so. Let's get it resolved.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that feels very unlike us. We're the, the creators of Earth Day. <laughs> oh. and, you know. Okay. Yeah, and there's another bill that's circulating that is a, of huge interest. It would be affecting the power grid in Wisconsin, uh, something I think many folks have the luxury of not really thinking about every day. You might think about it more. Um, but this bill, it sounds like would basically guarantee existing power utilities and transmission companies the right. To develop any future power infrastructure, can you talk about that? What's in this bill?
0: Yeah, there's a lot at stake in this bill in terms of being able to keep costs down for customers over the next, you know, five to five to twenty years, really, um, because the, there's a big push right now to build out the power grid to make sure that um, the all the wind power that from the, the windiest areas of the country, like Iowa and. Southwest Minnesota um, and the Dakotas in, in our region can flow uh, seamlessly into uh, urban areas uh, or, and areas where the wind resource isn't as strong. So it's, it's a real challenge because there are tens of billions of dollars on the line here that are going to be spent. And there was the national policy is to actually allow competitive bidding on major, major power line projects some Wisconsin utilities are trying to do is just protect their own market here um, and prevent competition. And it's really backwards. It's, we just talked about how Wisconsin should be moving forward. Um, this is a really backwards policy. and It's been proposed and found to be, it's been enacted in other states and in some states, including Iowa nearby and Texas not so nearby, it's been found to be unconstitutional. It's a real challenge. Wisconsin, um, we need every tool that we can have in our toolbox to keep costs down for customers. Um, We're seeing pressure, higher pressure on rates as utilities are building more and more projects, whether it's solar projects, some some new natural gas projects, some energy storage battery projects wisconsin alone is going to have about two billion dollars of power lines that are already been approved for the upper midwest grid operator level our line is that you know if 51 utility lobbyists are all asking for the same thing you might want to hold on to your wallets Mm. um so so we're part cub is part of a broad coalition it includes clean wisconsin aarp and it includes business groups as well as folks on the right, including Americans for Prosperity and the Grover Norquist Tax Foundation and Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. So it's, a, it's kind of a strange bedfellows coalition from folks from all sides of, uh, of the, the bipartisan. aisle. They're bipartisan. Bipartisan that, that is concerned about um, these monopoly utilities trying to kind of corner, corner this market for themselves. Uh, because they see it's such an opportunity for big profits on on these projects.
1: Mm, yeah, so it this bill would exempt the utilities from having to do competitive bids.
0: Right, and yeah. there are exactly, and there are already competitive bids going on around the country, and even in the Midwest. Dairyland Power Cooperative actually, they just won a competitive bid for a project, uh, in Western Wisconsin, uh, and, and the the Wisconsin kind of Minnesota, Iowa area that they serve. Um, and so the fact that competitive bidding is already happening, it's already producing savings of 20 to 30% or more on projects. Um, it's crazy to go backwards as a state and try to just exempt ourselves from competition.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss says he thinks it would be more efficient to use the power companies that are already here in the state. What What's the logic there? Do you think there's any truth to that?
0: I mean, I think the fact is since 2000, when American Transmission Company was created, we've seen a lot of buildings. So people know who American Transmission Company is. There's a familiarity. And in Western Wisconsin, it's Excel Energy. Um, but just because something's familiar to you doesn't mean it's the best option. Um, and especially when you think about the, the double digit profits that the utilities are getting, and the fact that uh, the projects that we have seen have gone way over budget, whether it was the Wassa Duluth project that was built 20 years ago, or now the Cardinal Hickory Creek project that's from running from Madison down to Iowa. It's not even finished yet, and it's gone over $100 million over budget. And what you're seeing around the country with this competitive bidding is the companies that come in and bid are utilities in other states that, that actually are also building building power lines. It's not like you're having a, some muffler shop coming in to try to to try to build a power line. But what they're doing when they're coming into states that have competitive bidding is they're proposing to cap the construction costs. And Wisconsin, right now with our projects, we don't cap our construction costs and and they're and even the, the project that's under construction right now is the costs have gone well above the estimates
1: and what are you watching for as these bills work their way through the capital?
0: I think we're watching to see where things go next and on the one hand, there's consensus around the uh, that on the eV side where the utilities and a lot of organizations are that are against the other bill are in alignment on, on the electric vehicle bill. But the challenge is, you know, that there's not a lot of time left in the legislative session. And it's coming at this kind of a time of potential, a bunch of a uh, turnover as well, because the chair of the public service commission just announced uh, last week that she's going to be leaving the administ- Leavers administration um, and the state Senate also this week may be poised to um, either confirm or reject another of Beaver's nominees. So we, it's possible that, you know, while the legislature is working on these two bills, that they could be setting it uh, up for there to be two vacancies out of the three commissioners at the Public Service Commission. So there's, it's, it's, it's amazing how much is going on uh, in a compressed period of time here as the legislature winds up.
1: Well, Tom, we so appreciate you coming and giving, getting us up to speed on these two bills. Um, pretty consequential here. So thank you for taking the time.
0: Oh, thanks for the opportunity.
1: That's Tom Content, the executive director of the Citizens Utility Board. That's all for today. Here on CityCast Madison, I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not show this episode with your favorite road tripper? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, stay warm.